0: Welcome to the Project Unchained podcast, where my special guests and I help you break free from the chains that hold you back from life's greatest experiences. The goal of this podcast is to educate people on self-care modalities that can and will improve your life if you commit to doing them. An effective self-care regimen is the single most important thing you can do for yourself to have a more extraordinary life experience. I'm your host, Ross Leppela, and I've spent the past several years of my life on a journey of healing and self-care after living many years chained down by my own limiting thoughts and beliefs. Now, I'm here to share what I have learned, and to empower you to break free from the chains that hold you back from your unlimited potential. Let's get unchained. When you were lost in the woods, you were misunderstood by everyone, everyone. You were searching for words, but they came out absurd. This podcast is brought to you by The Belonging Blueprint. As many of you know, there has been a tremendous amount of personal growth that has had to occur in order for me to create the Project Unchained podcast for you. It can be incredibly scary to be vulnerable, let alone publicly vulnerable. And a few years ago, there's no way I would have been able to have the emotional capacity to do something like this. I've had to create the confidence within myself. No one was going to do that for me. And in doing this work... I discovered that meant being vulnerable. And guess what? You can do it too. Creating more self-confidence begins with a strong sense of belonging. You create belonging through internal validation. Well, how do you do that, you might ask? I've got you covered. I've created an online self-development course that is designed specifically to help you build a strong sense of belonging within yourself. The ability to internally validate your existence, have the confidence you desire, and grow self-worth you never thought possible. The Belonging Blueprint is now here and will be a guide for you every step of the way. To get more information and enroll today, you can click the link in the show notes. You belong here. Hey, what's up, y'all? Welcome back to Project Unchained Podcast. I'm your host, Ross Leppola, and I'm fucking excited. Seriously, I am super excited about What's going on? I I had this realization the other day as I was like meditating and just reflecting on the podcast and just realizing how much value having some of these hard conversations is really adding to my life. Um, thinking about conversations that I had with Ashley Will on the last episode, thinking about the episodes that I recorded on Thanksgiving that are coming up. Uh, I recorded a podcast with my sister and my mom. Oh, man, and those... <laughs> Those are going to get emotional. Those were tough. Um, and just having some of those tougher conversations that I hid from for a very large portion of my life, I, it's, it's a shame almost, you know, it almost becomes a bit of a regret. Like, why didn't I start having them sooner? Because they really, they really do add a lot of value to my to my life and my experience. And I sincerely hope that they add value to your your life and your experience as well. And I sincerely thank you so very much for tuning in today and taking the time out of your day to listen to another episode of the podcast. Uh, I'm super excited. So this episode, I want to, I want to riff off the conversation that I had with Ashley Will and some things that came up from that conversation. Um, for me, that I feel like are really important to talk about. And really a lot of that centers around the idea of emotional invalidation. I definitely struggled with a lot of that as a kid. I had a lot of lack of emotional validation. There's a lot of different ways that we as kids are invalidated and our emotions are invalidated. There's a lot of times when we might be having some tough emotions and we get told to toughen up and be be stronger. Boys don't cry. Things of that nature. I, I recall hearing a lot, um, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me. That's not true. Words did hurt me. They, they hurt a lot. They hurt to, for my peers to call me names. And I think that is, it's pretty true for most of us. We're all, you know, hurt in to some degree when somebody calls us names. And so that can be a big way that invalidates us and invalidates our emotions that we're having and the experience, the emotional experience that we're having there can be like the lack of acknowledging of an experience or how someone else feels about an experience right so like we're told how we should feel like oh you don't need to feel bad about that don't feel bad it's not that big a deal like who who am i to tell somebody else how they should be perceiving and experiencing and feeling uh, a life event we're going to experience things differently so it would be unfortunate to always project ourselves onto somebody else. And I'm by no means perfect at not doing that. There's definitely times where I still do that, but it's, you know, it's an improving skill. And it's something to, as I like talk about, and as I produce episodes like this, it's beneficial for me. I get healing opportunities out of it as well. Like having this conversation, even though I'm not necessarily uh, having it with anybody, it brings higher level of consciousness to it for me. So that's really beneficial for me. There's lots of times where we're told how we should be acting with no attempt to understand how or why we may be acting in a certain way, like what feelings are driving our behavior. Our behavior is just an expression of that emotional mental state. So when we're told how we should be acting in a certain situation, it removes the ability to connect a lot of times in, on an emotional level. And removes that empathy, which, you know, empathy is a, a key component to all human relationships and connection. Without empathy, there is no deep, meaningful connection. So it's really important to to cultivate and tap into that. I, I can think of lots of times where we're told that we're we're too sensitive or we cry too much, you know, you know, boys get told that boys don't cry and girls get told that they're, they're too emotional and they're too sensitive and they cry too much. And like, that's all, it's all rather emotionally invalidating and it can it can be damaging. There's a lot of times where there's a, like a sense of control rather than that sense of empathy or understanding. Like you're, there's times where um, adults will try to control children and their behavior and the way that they're acting and reacting rather than tapping into that empathy to understand where they're at and what they're feeling there were, there's honestly still some times where I've had adults tell me like in recent years say, Oh, you were such a little shit. (laughs) I can't help but think, you know, dear adults, kids are a reflection of you. So little shit meet big shit. Like, man, I struggle with that sometimes. Like in, in all honesty, there's times where maybe I should just fully express myself and tell them to fuck off and let them know how how that makes me feel. Um, but you know, here it is out on the podcast. Um, so that way, the next time if it does happen again, if it does occur in the future again, I'll be more conscious of it and and ready and equipped to to say something and put a boundary up, and that'll be important. So. What does, when we're, when we experience like emotional invalidation, connecting with what some of that does is, is helpful and beneficial for me. I look at when we're consistently emotionally invalidated, it's going to reduce our emotional intelligence. Most of us know like a lot of the core emotions or the, the seven core emotions, happy, sad, angry, bad, fearful, surprised, disgruntled. But there's a whole wide-ranging spectrum of emotions out there that are branched off of those seven main emotions. If you look up, uh, just like Google the emotional wheel, and you'll see that there's just a ton of them out there. There's elated, betrayed, humiliated, violated, astonished, sensitive, eager, energetic, amazed, weak, insecure, playful. I mean, and I could go on and on, but you get the point. There's just this massive range of emotions out there that allow us to experience things in a, a wider range, a, a more diverse experience, a more diverse range of of feeling and being and connecting with life, that kind of gets robbed and taken from us in a sense when we are subjected to that emotional invalidation. When our emotions are not right or they're wrong, we lose that connection with our emotions. So Again, like if we think about what that emotional invalidation is doing, it's really, it's reducing our emotional intelligence. And, and, the, and then as a result, we lose that connection with our emotions. And as we grow, we don't understand why we might be feeling something. Like what is that feeling? We don't understand what it is. We don't understand why we're feeling it. And then we have a really hard time at communicating about it and communicating about what we're feeling because we don't understand it. If we don't understand what we're feeling, how are we supposed to communicate that? We can't communicate that with ourselves, let alone with a person that we might be needing to have a conversation with. And then we think they're wrong, right? We, we lose the ability to trust our emotions and we think that they're wrong because we've been invalidated. We are told that we're not supposed to feel that way. We're told, you know, to toughen up, not be sad and not be sensitive and not cry and so we get into this pattern of thinking that we're wrong when we have certain emotions or feelings about something. We're like, Oh, I, I can't, I can't trust that because um, they're wrong. And that fucking sucks. It makes life really difficult. It makes it really hard. And in turn, what that then does is we reach for unhealthy coping mechanisms. We reach for those forms of suppression. We reach for those forms of disconnection. We reach for, Anything to to like numb out that disconnection because we don't know how to cope. And when we have healthy coping mechanisms, we're going to have a lot better, a lot more ease of flow in conversation in terms of understanding and articulating, communicating our emotions. Some things that also stuck out to me from that conversation with Ashley that I think it's important to connect here with is the idea that we can still – get hurt, even when things look good from the outside, right? Like I think about my life and I had a really good, wonderful life in a lot of different regards, uh, and a a lot of other regards is really painful and hurtful. And, and I, I can look back at my past now with the knowledge I have and see like, oh, okay, that kind of behavior back then is what led to some of where I'm at today and some of the struggles I'm at today. Um, I think about like, there's lots of us that have memories about being guilted into finishing our dinner. Like that can, that can mess people up. A lot of people can develop some unhealthy relationships with food and eating because of that. Or we can be guilted into gratitude for the roof over our heads. Right. And like gratitude is good. Gratitude is great and wonderful and powerful. But it is only effective when we feel it, when we feel that joy and happiness from the gratitude of whatever it is we might be grateful for. And there's no human on the planet that's going to feel grateful for the roof over their head when they're told that they ought to feel guilt or they ought to feel grateful for the roof over their head. So stop being a whiny butt. Or something along those lines. Like, <laughs> There's no kid on the planet that's going to connect with that in a positive way. That that becomes emotionally invalidating right there. If a kid is coming home from school and they're having a tough day and they get told, oh, well, it's okay. You'll be fine. At least you got a roof over your head. Some kids don't have a roof over their head. That's, that's fucking damaging. It's emotional invalidation. And it makes that kid feel like they're wrong for having the experience they're having and they're not. Emotions occur on a spectrum and it's constantly moving. So we can be both profoundly happy and sad at the same time. There are those opportunities. I think about that, uh, a specific example is like when my grandma died. I felt that. I was both profoundly happy and sad at the same time. Um, my grandma, a lot of times when I would call her to ask her how she was doing, I, she'd answer the phone. I'd be, Hey grandma, how you doing? And she would respond. I'm ready. Whoa. Okay. Damn. You're ready. You're ready for what? Well, I'm ready to die. I just sit here. I sit here on my chair. I had a good life. I raised some awesome kids. Those kids raised some grandkids. Those grandkids now have some great grandkids. Like I'm, I'm happy with my life and I'm ready. I'm bored. I'm bored of sitting here all day. And like empathizing with her and connecting with her feelings and her experience allowed me to be happy for her when she did die. But at the same time, I was also really sad. I wasn't going to get to see my grandma ever again, you know, and that she's a wonderful lady, a special human being. And I love and miss her a lot. And that's a, to me, that's a really big day when I really connected with the idea of like experiencing and feeling such intensity of emotions like on that spectrum and, and all over that spectrum all at one time. And it was, it was kind of really neat and it's neat to reflect on and, and think about how that is possible. And I think it's important to understand too, that, uh, a kid is going to experience the wildness of that spectrum. Like the, the wildness meaning that it can jump back and forth to the extremes back and forth, left and right, top to bottom, likely a lot faster and, and easier than, than we as adults, you know, kids definitely can be, they, they, they haven't learned that emotional intelligence yet. So they're a lot more, um, have a harder time dealing and coping with certain things, you know, spilling, spilling their juice is a lot harder on them than it is us, or at least it shouldn't be hard on you. A mess can get cleaned up. So, uh, <laughs> let's, uh, av- avoid guilt tripping our kids in those moments. Um, but cause that can be emotionally invalidating is in that moment too. Right. So we have to step up, in a, in a way that allows our children to be and experience and have the emotions that they're going to have for whatever reasons they're going to have them. I think it's, it's super important to have some super raw and authentic and vulnerable conversations with our kids about stuff like this, um, completely unintentionally, but just a couple of moments ago, right before I came downstairs to my office to start recording this episode, we had that opportunity to have a really good conversation with Rosalie, um, about a, a couple of different things, um, about what it, what it means to, to say and call somebody rude and what that can do and create and feel like for other people when they hear that. And, and, we had to like navigate and connect with that and understand like Rosalie, why, what do you understand rude means? And like we could have reacted in, out of a place of hurt, but we chose to want to respond from a place to try and understand. And it turns out like, yeah, it's mostly just a, like a joke between her and a schoolmate and doesn't really understand what the word rude means. So in talking with that and opening the door to have that conversation with her, we're able to teach her better or we're able to teach her more, more effectively and with more flow and ease. And she's able to understand it deeper when we get in on some of that and be a little bit more raw and authentic and let her have her experience through the conversation, even when it's tough and hard. And after that, we make sure to validate them and their feelings, right? Like we, intentionally pointed out that you know it's okay for her to have some of those uncomfortable emotions and some of those uncomfortable feelings and i straight up told her i'm like you know i want to have these conversations with you and be able for us to have these conversations with you because i realize how much of that has stifled and hurt my life expression and I, i got a fun story for you coming up here in a moment that's along those lines but anyway uh I think about it in that moment is that being, being the parent in that moment isn't about me trying to control. I have to let go of that control. I have to let go of the control of them and who they are and what they think. And I I have to let go of controlling the, the shape and who they become and what they become. That's not something that is my responsibility. For me, I look at it. It's my responsibility is about creating a safe space for them to be who they want to be, and allowing them to search and explore and find what that is for themselves, rather than me trying to control the situation and shaping them into something that I imagine. And when we emotionally invalidate people, friends, uh, particularly our children, it doesn't do that. It doesn't do that for them. It doesn't do that for ourselves. It doesn't do that for our friends. It creates disconnection. It doesn't create anything of connection. So tapping into allowing somebody to experience their range of emotions is going to help bridge a gap that might be there and bridge a bit gap to a nice deep connection between you and another person. Again, you know, a person can be grateful for the roof over their head and be sad about being called names at school at the same time. Like that is, that's okay. And I think it's important to acknowledge both of those, especially again, in a younger person, trying to control someone's emotions only damages their emotional intelligence and the relationship that they have with their emotions, the relationship they have with themselves and the relationship between you and that person. So we got to, it benefits everybody in the situation If we can allow other people's emotions to be what they are and validate them and just acknowledge them, whether, whether we, as the other party in the conversation, think that it's right or wrong or not, it it doesn't matter. It's not our place to, to judge that emotion. It's our place to empathize and connect with that person and allow them to experience that emotion. And when we do that and we create that connection with them we can find a place of understanding a lot easier. One of the perspectives that I personally hold as a result of my life experiences, most all of my mental health struggles have been a direct result from my level of emotional intelligence, which I look at as being directly impacted by emotional invalidation and what that did and how that created this lack of deep conscious conversation about my feelings so I could learn what the fuck they meant and lacking those conversations create a disconnection within myself. And as I do that, as I create more deeper connected, more deeper conscious conversations about my feelings, I'm better able to connect with them. And that impacts the flow of the conversation I have. And that's a big focus on my healing to this day now, especially is, 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 continuing to, to find ways to deeper connect with my emotions in myself and so that I can properly communicate them. A couple of days ago, uh, Vanessa and I had lost connection where I felt this sense of emotional invalidation in our conversation. and as a result, I started shutting down. We tried to talk through it, but at that point I was unconsciously already I was just close the fuck off. Nope, wall up. Um, I'm in my shell. I'm in my safe zone, I'm protecting myself and when I get into that spot and I get into that place, I realize that I hold this expectation of her to do something specific that would validate me to do something that will open me up and open the shell up and and bring me back out and bring me back into the conversation. And more often than not, that doesn't come because... All unspoken expectations will always go unmet. So me holding that expectation of her while I'm not communicating, while I'm just in this shell, not talking anymore. Yeah, of course it's going to go unmet. What an unfair expectation for me to have if I'm not communicating it. And it wasn't until the next day that I was able to connect with the closure of mine and realize, you know what, it's my, that was, it was mine. 100% my responsibility to realize that, connect with it and heal it. And I realize that like I tend to close down because I don't understand my emotions or how to communicate them. And as I continue to grow in this area, there is a greater ease and flow to my connection of self and my expression of my feelings and what my feelings mean so that I can properly and art- properly express them and what they mean. And when they do that, it creates a lot more deeper, more enriched connection between whoever I'm having those conversations with. In this case, particularly Vanessa. And so it becomes really helpful for me in this journey to become aware of that, become aware of like the source of my pattern it being me closing down because of that emotional invalidation and that that disconnection from my emotions and not knowing how to communicate them and understand them. And if I give it a try, if I just try instead of closing down and I just try harder to talk through them, I, I can find that place and I can find that space. And sometimes I realize too, that it might just take, I might need a moment to, to step away from the conversation and maybe go journal and slow things down in my head. And that can be beneficial as well. Cause a lot of times if I, if my head starts going, sometimes it just, I'm sure a lot of people can relate. You start thinking, you start thinking in that self-talk and your brain is just going so stinking f- fast. You can't catch up to understand what somebody's talking about so fast. In your head is like, whoa, 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 slow down, slow down. I can't understand you when you talk that fast. Oh, that's, that's what's going on in my head. And journaling helps me slow that down um but if we are if we're suffering from some of that and we're suffering from some emotional invalidation the tool i want to bring to the table today is a validation healing meditation that i've been doing from time to time that i find super helpful as with any meditation you know find a find a spot to get comfy lay down sit down whichever you prefer relax Focus on your breath. Get some nice, good, deep breaths to bring some calm to your body and some stillness to your body, some stillness to your mind. Let your thoughts go. Let your thoughts go on what your duties or obligations are. Like, oh, I I need to cook dinner. No, dinner will be fine. It can wait wait a minute here while you work on yourself and and care for yourself and take a moment for yourself. Maybe bring your attention more to a time where – As a child, you were having some kind of angry reaction or sad reaction to something going on in your life, and particularly a moment where you had some of those harder, uncomfortable emotions, and in a moment where you felt stifled, where you were told to toughen up, where you were told boys don't cry, where you were told girls are too sensitive, where you're told Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words may never hurt you. But those words did. Where you were told how to do, be, or what to feel. Where you're told good boys and good girls don't act like that. As you have that moment of time ready for yourself. Continue your breathing. Slow your breathing down. Be nice and slow and intentional with it. Eight count in and out. Something along those lines. But be nice and slow and deep with it. And as you have that moment in time ready envision your now adult self comforting your younger self. Put your arm around yourself and create some validation for yourself. Validate yourself in the ways that you desired or desire now. Let your younger self be heard. Tell them that their emotions are okay. Tell them it's okay to be hurt. Tell them you understand how they feel. Tell them Whatever it is that they needed to hear, tell them whatever it is that you need to hear. Maybe it's a more current event and not just when you were a kid. And bring yourself the validation, the emotional validation that you need. Because it's okay to feel whatever it was that you felt. Your emotions are yours and you're allowed to have them, whatever they are. And so this has been super helpful for me in creating a, a deeper connection to my feelings. and allows me to validate them and feel them and know that it's okay for me to have feelings. It's okay for me to have these emotions, the whole big, wide-ranging spectrum of them. It's okay. I'm I'm allowed to have them. I'm a fucking human. We all have them. The only human who doesn't have them is suppressing them for some hurt reason. And so as it allows me to feel it more, it allows me to to better connect with it and better express them. And the conversations that are needed to happen, they happen, they happen with more love, with more ease, with more flows to them. And it enriches the hell out of my life and it enriches the life and the conversation with the other person as well. And I sincerely wish that that you benefit from this meditation as much as i have when we can work past that emotional invalidation we become more connected with our emotions that allows us to experience life on a wider spectrum of emotions that are the human gift a quick note about the project unchained podcast i'm not a doctor nor a therapist i'm just a driven guy who has seen firsthand what this healing journey can do for the quality of a person's life experiences the ideas and concepts i share with you are a result of my own ongoing journey and that of my guests. I truly want you to live a more free and empowered life. This is my gift to you. Thanks for joining Project Unchained today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast. And if the tools you've learned have helped you, please consider leaving a review so that this show ends up higher in search results. By doing that, you can help me help others get unchained. If you know someone who specifically would benefit from today's episode, please share it with them directly what i'm discussing on the show resonates with you and you'd like to chat please do reach out i respond to all messages you can find me on instagram at ross.lepola and i'm on facebook rosslepola my email is in the show notes lastly i want to give a special thank you to my very talented cousin galen lee for the intro and outro music for this podcast the song is lost in the Woods" from her 2018 album learning how to stay you can find galen's albums on bandcamp spotify and violinscratches.com until next time I hope you live your life a little more unchained. And now you're out on your own, getting farther from home. And everywhere, everywhere, you see hurting and strife. People cling to your light, but no. away